the streets. The block. The block is where it all goes down. You grow up on the block. You learn lessons on the block. And sometimes you even go through it on the block. But no matter where you're headed next, you never forget about those times on the block. I am your host, your DJ. My name is Jaden Edison, and I'd like to welcome you to the block party. You are officially a member of the block. Welcome to the block. I am your host, your DJ, your MC for the day, Jaden Edison. I appreciate each and every one of you all for tuning in to this podcast. All month long, all Black History Month, we're going to be highlighting all of the dope, creative, Black individuals, faculty members, athletes here at Texas State. And today is no different. Today we have Texas State men's basketball's all-time leading scorer, all-time. You heard that right. Nigel Pearson, he's on the phone lines. Now, I should let you know that Nigel is the newest addition to the hashtag girl dad community. Now, I'm not going to bore you with some long, drawn-out introduction. We're just going to get right into it. We're going to start this thing off letting Nigel walk you through the moments leading up to him getting to the hospital to see his daughter. It's a beautiful story. This is The Block. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. So, we played Coastal, and we, we were traveling up to, uh, to Boone, North Carolina, and it's about a five-hour drive. So I don't know where it is. My uh, my girlfriend telling me that, you know what I'm saying, she's starting to have some, some contractions, but they're about like an hour apart. So I really, you know, so I wasn't too concerned with it at that time, thinking like maybe, you know, she'd be all right. But we're supposed to leave on Sunday. We play Saturday, supposed to leave Sunday, Sunday morning. So I go tell my, I go tell my coach, and when she tell me, I'm like, uh, as soon as the game over, Saturday, you know, I got to leave like that. And they're like, okay, we're going we we to book you a flight right now where you can, you can get uh, get back. So we Friday it comes about Friday six seven p.m. This is a fr- this Friday morning. This is around like eleven a.m. twelve p.m. So it comes around about eight p.m. She telling me now nah, I got to go to the hospital right now. Basically, like my mama just got down there. She like I got to go to the hospital. So when she tell me that I go to my coach. I'm like yo I ain't gonna be able to play in the game no more. You know, I got to go. And like all right we're gonna try to see if we can get you out tonight. There's no flights out tonight. Well it was. Like to Dallas, I think they left at 10, but it was 8 o'clock. And I just told you, you know what I'm saying? I'm two hours away from the airport in Boone, North Carolina. So they get me, uh, we get back to the hotel. I take an Uber 100 miles in the snow, you know what I'm saying? So I got to put my trust in a, a random driver mm-hmm. that he's a good driver, you know, that he can drive in the snow and that he can drive for two hours. But uh, one of my coaches rode with me, though, you know what I'm saying, to Charlotte, North Carolina. In the Uber, but it was, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was like a scary, scary ride, though. Just the fact that you put your trust in the Uber to go that, that far. I never caught an Uber for more than five to 10 minutes, 15 at the max. And I'm going to do it for two hours. But uh, so once I got, I got to the hotel around 12 31 in the morning, I uh, just got in the bed, woke up around 4 30, hopped on the airplane, plane left at seven, got, uh, got to the airport. I mean, got to, I mean, left at seven, got to the tickets. Like, it's a, it's a time change, so it's a three-hour flight, but I got the tickets like 9.30. Mm-hmm. My daughter was born at 8.53, so I missed about like around 30 minutes. Yeah, but uh, so then when I got to Austin, went straight to the hospital, and then, you know what I'm saying, the rest is a story to be told. Yes, sir, and holding her for the first time, what was that feeling like? Oh, that was big, man. 
oh, bitch, I'm just looking at her like God. And then she was, uh, she came out nine pounds, seven ounces, but my my girlfriend wasn't that big, so I didn't know that she was. Like she, I mean, she had a little, you know, a little pregnancy size on her, but I'm thinking like six pounds, seven pound baby. So she nine pounds. That surprised me about that. Now you're part of the the girl dad community, huh? Yeah, girl dad, girl dad. Girl dad, for sure. And then, for the people listening, what's the, your daughter's name? What'd y'all decide? Nova Lael. Nova Lael Pearson. Nova Lael Pearson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna get her on the court soon? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna let you know what I'm saying. Of course, she gonna be around it. But it's gonna be up to her. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pressure Sports is, you know, it's, it's a super grind. So, if she wanna be in it, we gonna go all the way. But if not, I'm not gonna pressure her to be in it. I gotta see whatever she likes. I'm gonna put in a few other things, you know, to just expand her ride. One thing, I didn't, I was always, growing up in moment, the sports are so big, so football, basketball, you always in sports, so you never got to see other stuff that you like, other stuff that you know about, that you want to like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to see what else she does like, and if she wants sports, we're going to get in sports, and we're going to take it serious, but if she don't want it, then I don't, I'm not going to be pressed about it, but you know, whatever, you know, it's, I wanted to kind of build more on that conversation of family. So just being from Beaumont and having that support. And then like you talk openly about how much your late brother Nico had an impact on you and how he was a father figure. So how has your city and your family kind of shaped you into the person you are right now? Uh, it is a big part. You know what I'm saying? Like without my family, I wouldn't be the person that I am. You know, family, everything. Family, it motivates me as well, you know, just to to keep working and keep keep making them proud. I love hearing people tell me they're they proud of me. Most definitely, and that's what it's all about. I mean, really, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, any field, uh, especially with you uh, being a student athlete, you know, you have a platform to to kind of people look at you as like that city on the hill. It's like, okay, a lot of the kids, you know, at the San Marcos High School, I know you met them all, you kind of know the process of how it is as far as, you know, being a role model. And I also want to talk to you a little bit more about um, Texas State because I think, you know, we get a lot of people get lost in the on-court stuff. And really, all that stuff speaks for itself when you talk about uh, the records you're breaking this, this season, you know, all-time leading score being the biggest one. And then the first teams and then, you know, you being a team first guy, all those things. But I think the, the cool thing is the way you are off the court. And I think it's clear also how much it means to you to be that, that role model for all the people, I guess, watching in the San Marcos community. So essentially what do you want the kids and the and future Texas State athletes to take away from how you've carried yourself off the court? That's major for me, you know, to just make sure that I just let people know, like, I'm a regular guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not different from anybody or, like, some dudes, you know, like, they, some guys, are, you know, they, they gifted, like, born stars, you know, like, not to say, there's nothing wrong with that or they grew up like Hollywood or things like that, there's nothing wrong with, with that. But I didn't grow up like that, you know, I grew up just like, the regular kids, you know, and it's just my work ethic and just how my mindset, it just, it, it changed me into, you know, a better player and made me a better person that everybody likes. But that's one thing I like to stress to people, man. I'm like, I'm regular, you know, you can have a regular conversation with me. We can talk about anything from school to, to music. So, you know, whatever you into, we can talk about it. You know, it's not like I'm just a strictly... Hollywood type person. I think I'm bigger than anybody else, man. I'm I'm regular down to earth type of guy, and I, that's one thing I I stress like to you know people, and I, I want people to know about me. But that's one thing I can do as far as like being a role model and letting kids know just just be yourself at all times. You know, it's, people gonna accept you for who you are, and you you are who you are for a reason. Right, 
most definitely. And, and I think a lot of people in the community can kind of see that you've made that a priority to not necessarily be Hollywood. You know, you've been very easily accessible. And I think a lot of the fans and supporters, you know, they that's something that you can appreciate because that, that's real and that's genuine. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like on top of that, even like they just say, you know, real accessible. And like, and everybody that reach out to me and, you know, saying, and tell me congratulations or tell me, you know, things that, you know, tell me some good things that they, how they feel and things like that. I always try to embrace it, you know, let them know that, that they appreciate it. Let them know that, you know, that they don't have to be a fan of me. I don't have to tell me thank you or, I mean, you know, good game and things like that. So I, I make a, a conscious effort of, of telling them thank you. I'm conscious effort of telling, letting them know that their support is, is noticed and appreciated. Building on that, you're doing, like, all of these things as far as being a student athlete, having to manage the on-court stuff and then all the off-the-court stuff while also going to class and trying to get a degree. So what has your experience been like trying to balance that life of student and athlete? Man, it, it, it's been weird. I mean, it's been tough and kind of weird at the same time. Like, kind of got, like, a funny story about it. And, and if any, you know, so other athletes ever listen to this, they should, you know, they could take this in, take use it to advantage. So around, like, end of my freshman year, beginning of my sophomore year, I had a good, pretty good freshman season, so I kind of, you know, thought I was, you know, so I was pretty good at basketball. I had a chance to play professionally. And I always, always been a pretty good student, though. But while I'm in uh, the class or whatever, or my classes, my class started getting a little harder. Yeah, getting more into my major. My major is business management, so my class started getting a little harder. And it was like, do I want to focus on basketball? Do I want to, you know, lock in on school? Just give one of my all like that. So, of course, I'm, I mean, at the time, I'm thinking basketball. So, I mean, my grades kind of slipped a little bit. And I'm thinking, but why they slipping? Like, I'm not really worried because I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm an athlete, I'm an athlete, I'm an athlete, which is a dumb way to think. It's a, you know, it's a crazy way to think. Because in the grand scheme of things, being an athlete is so so much, so small to confine yourself in the box, you know what I'm saying? Like to, that's a small thing in a, in a big life. So many more things you can do. I snapped out of there knowing like that I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I, I might well take advantage of all my school opportunities and, and learn the best way I can be, learn not only in the classroom, but learn on the court as well and just keep learning from everybody I can learn from. So that actually kind of gave me an advantage in school and in life. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, just, so, yeah, it's going to be hard, and yeah, it's, it's difficult to, to go to school and work out and wake up early, but it's going to better you in life. You know, it's going to better you two, three years, four years later, because most of us not working. Most athletes not working, but we're learning. On a, it's like on a job, no job training, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. there's no job, but you're working at the same time, so you're learning things, you, you're growing, and the, it just helps you focus more. So in times where you don't need to focus or in times where you don't know that you need your focus. You're, you're so used to being focused because it's, it's class and it's school that you're automatically focused, if that makes sense. You talk about, you just <laughs> talked about that balance between, like you said, the, the student and the athlete. And I started to think about how just a few weeks ago we all heard Marshawn Lynch come out and talk about the importance. He said, you know, athletes, he was like, get your chicken and take take care of your mentals. So... As far as uh, mental goes, the mental health side of it, what routines do you have in place to kind of ensure that your uh, mental health is, is where you want it to be? Uh, that's what, like, the family, you know, the family thing come in big time, is, you know, with the mental and the, the mental health. Like, I lean on my family and my uh, my brother, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's still alive. So, yeah, I, I talk to him all the time, you know, uh, my, my mother, uh, a few of my coaches, so I just I lean on them about as far as my mental health 
and just make sure that things are right. And then one thing like this that I learned along the way is like, and when it's big in time, and you know, saying in sports and athletes, like, bro, it, it, it can always be worse. You know, like us as athletes, like we all so blessed. You know, just to be even like the from the person that played the least amount of minutes on the team to the most amount of minutes on the team on any given team, it's just a blessing to still be on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many people that still want to be a part of something, and we all are a part of something. And regardless of whatever sport you're playing in, if you're playing past college, even if you're playing in high school, like, it's a blessing just to be there. So as far as, like, the mental health sport, uh, uh, mental health aspect as far as sports, like how Marshawn Lynch was saying, you know what I'm saying, take care of your mental, like, just understand, like, that you blessed, man. You, you know what I'm saying? When you think about it, you're really chosen. Like, everybody is chosen. You know, and it's depending on what you do with it and how, how hard you want to you work at it. And even some people work hard at it and they don't always get the results that they want, but it's a, still a blessing. You know, it's everything, you just treat everything like a blessing and you, you count your blessings and you, you, you thank God for everything. And you just keep pushing, man. You keep getting better, keep striving and understand that it's going to be high and it's going to be low, but it's life. So, you know, it's, it's fun. And just keep working at it. Keep keep staying positive, and keep having fun. That's my main thing, man. I just try to have fun with. It. Like, uh, I don't really rock with Drake like that, but I like what he said. The uh, moment I start having fun with it, I'll be done with. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> big time, though, for real. Because it's everything in life you got to give. You got to have fun with it. And if you're not having fun with it, you're not enjoying yourself. What's the point of doing it? Man, you only get one of them, right? So. Exactly, exactly. Life's so short. And, and it's the, and one of the, like it's the experiences on top of you know what I'm saying everything experiences and stuff that you go through and so it's just always just stay positive. That's that's my main take on mental health. And it's sometimes for some people it's hard to stay positive though, you know. So you gotta have somebody to lean on. You gotta you gotta be prayed up. You gotta have your faith gotta be right. You gotta just enjoy it, man. That's my take on it. Keeping that in mind. Looking back at where you were your freshman year in college and where you are now being in your senior year, not even talking about basketball, but just in general, have you matured mentally? Man, I came a, a super long way, bro. Like, uh, but I always kind of mature anyway, you know, just naturally the type of person I am. But, like, I'm just, like, as far as, as a person, like, I, that's why I've, I've grown more, like, outside of just, just learning about more things, like learning this. It's so much more to life than basketball. It's so much more than do I make or miss this jump shot? You know, I mean, even though that's why, you know, I put most of my time at it's just so much more. The relationships matter so much more. And just, you know, it's so many more things. So many more people have different talents out there. And yeah, you, this guy might be an athlete and this, the next man probably can't dribble a ball, but he can paint or sing or, you know, send a dance, anything like that. And that's, it's just so many people that's talented or even more than singing and dancing. Like, it's people that are talented with their mind. They can do tricks with numbers, or, you know, like accountants and things like that. And people have a, a good way of talking. So it's everybody talented at something. And that, that, things like that just open up my mind and just show me it's, it's just so many. That's that's the most important way I've grown in life. I've just seen that there's just so much more things going on around the world. You know, the world is so big and there's so many people with so many talents. It's really interesting to me. For sure. And thinking about the topic of, of, of Black History Month and what that really means, 
Um, I started to think about sort of how you've surely been that representative of not only Texas State in general, but specifically that sort of 11% of, of black students that attend this university. Texas State, they promote the school as a melting pot for all races and ethnicities to, to come here and, you know, do their thing. And at the same time, History can't really be erased. Since since you've been a freshman, we had the white supremacist flyers, and then we had the student sit-ins, and then the rest on campus, and you can go on and on and on. So I'm curious, what's it been like for you navigating through a campus where there aren't very many people that can truly understand the difficulties of being black in dominant white spaces? Well, it's kind of weird, you know, uh, because at the same time, like that you mentioned, all these things that go on in Texas State, like sometimes we're so in tune with the athlete port, athlete side of the school, like, we miss out on all of that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, like we go to class. That's the only time we're on campus, you know what I'm saying? We go to class to practice. Boom, it's 5, 36 o'clock, campus dead by then, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. my class is in the morning from 9 to 11, 9, 10, 30, 11, then after that, practice from, you know, 1, one thirty to 5, or, you know what I'm saying, whatever we got going on between that span. You know, get your workout in. It's six thirty-seven, so I, I missed the whole sit-in. You know, just the the hot, like the speak-free kind of campus. Like I've never actually caught any of this in the four years that I've been here. But with that being said, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty diverse school, but at the same time, like uh, like you know, you only can do so much about it. You know what I'm saying? And I and I, I, I apply all the people that do that have the the ability to speak up on things and. And just be in tune with it. But I'm not, like, I can't, if I sit here and tell you that I was, like, really into what's going on on Texas State campus, I, I'd probably be, you know what I'm saying, telling a little bit of a lie. Mm-hmm. I'm just so busy with school and basketball and trying to control my mental health, my own life, you know what I'm saying? But I, I applied it, you know what I'm saying? I, but I really don't know about the issues that are going on at Texas State, you know what I'm saying? In the world, I'm know a little bit more about them because I can look on the internet or on the social media, but... At Texas State, you know, you only get the side of the story. Like, if I was to look on the internet about Texas State, I'd get maybe half of the side of the story from people that I know or, you know what I'm saying, from, a, uh, from like, the university store or something like that. But I wouldn't get the complete story as I feel like that because I'm, I'm actually here, so I really wouldn't know what's going on because I'm missing a lot of stuff. Is it a, a job or duty for you to sort of put on for Black Texas State, essentially, if that makes any sense? It's not, like, my duty or anything like that, because, like, of course, you know what I'm saying, I want to represent as being a young black man at all times, you know. But in basketball, you know, nine times out of ten or in sports, the, the I mean, most of the time, a lead athlete is, you know, one of the better players on the team is usually black. Mm-hmm. But, so, I mean, I'm just, I'm doing my part. I'm, I'm not going to leave where it's going to be anything where would think less of a black man by looking at me, uh, you know what I'm saying? So if you see me, you're going to think of, you know, I'm trying to do my best. That's something my mama told me. When somebody sees me, if they if this, if this is how they view a young black man, they, then I, I would like to hope, you know, that they, they see how think, see speak highly of me or see things good in me. But, uh, I mean, if somebody wanted to reach out to me and have, you know what I'm saying, to talk about ways that I could better, you know what I'm saying, the black Tech State or why I can be a better role model for Black Tech State or I can speak on more issues for Black Tech State, I'd be all for it. You know, I wouldn't be against it at all, but, you know, I'm not really in tune with it like this, so I can't really say, you know, that I'm just representing Black Tech State. I wouldn't put that on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I would. I feel like that's wrong for me to do, to just make it seem like, you know what I'm saying, I'm, a, I'm above it or something like that or I'm at the head of it. 
because there's people, you know what I'm saying, that's doing a lot more than me than just, I'm just playing basketball. And, you know, at this point, really, I'm just playing basketball going to school. I'm not doing any type of activist things. But, I mean, I, I, not that I'm against it. I'd be for it 100%. But I, I, I wouldn't want to take that from somebody else who actually is doing a, a lot more than me. And that makes sense. Being in the world of sports, you're exposed to people who are who come from way completely different backgrounds than, than what you're used to. So in a way, um, it is that melting pot of different personalities, you know, white, black, Hispanic, all those things. As far as that brotherhood that, that y'all have been able to build in that locker room, what's that been like just to meet so many people from the different backgrounds and be able to build a bond through the sport? Man, it's big. You know, I still like everybody that I play with, most of the people I play with, I still talk to them to this day. And uh, like some like some of them guys, man, they've been my big brothers for life. You know, they're people like my older people, older players, my freshmen, sophomore year, graduated already. And I got like a certain level of respect for them regardless of anything that happened on the court or it's more, mostly respect off the court. You know, the relationships that we like, because honestly, in the time of the season, so during the season, all right, it's about an eight month period. You know, you start, we start in June, we end in March. But right after we end the March, we come, we go home for a two week break, or one week break, two week, almost two, and we right back at it. So if you do the math, we get like around, we get three school week breaks, or maybe two two week breaks throughout the season where we get to go home. So that's about maybe a month and a half, two months. So I'm with my teammates 10 months out of a 12 month year. So I'm with them more than I'm with my family. So they actually are my family. You know, I spend way more time with my coaches and my teammates than I spent with my mom in the last four years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's just what it is. Of course, we're gonna grow. We're gonna go through things together. We're gonna, you know, what I'm saying bond together. We're gonna grow together. And it's just, I mean, it's just how it, why we have our relationship is so tight. Like a few of my friends, man, we didn't. A few of my teammates, I call them friends now because I mean they didn't graduate, but and we didn't went through some hard things together. Like. Like death for families, like my freshman year, I lost my uh, my grandpa while I was my grandpa passed while I was at Texas State. So I found out I found out after practice, like I was in practice, and like the first people that you know what I'm saying that was there for me was my teammates because like my mom, my mom's gonna get up here in four hours, you know she they need me to come to Bowman. So first people that was there for me to pick me up when I was down was my teammates, was my coaches. So that's just real life experiences, you know, with people that that genuinely care about you. And things like that, and then like we don't talk to them every day, and so you know it's not that type of relationship. And I don't talk to a lot of people every day, but it's like whenever they call, man, everything's stopping. I gotta answer. I gotta see what's going on. We gotta talk. We gotta have combo. We just got relationship, deep relationship that run. That there's nothing that probably could break them like that. You know, saying that's that's big to me that I, I was able to build build bonds like that while in college. I see sometimes after games, I see you with the OTF slide zone, the shout out to Lil Durk, one of my favorite artists, yeah, yeah, uh, that, only sure, the, sure. that only the family. You have your, your family in Beaumont, and then you come to, you know, the locker room every day, and you got guys that, that genuinely care for you. And like you said, you know, y'all done been through all types of trial and tribulation together, or family deaths and all those things. It, it's always interesting uh, just to hear how each team operates. Every every team's a little bit different, as you know. I'm sure you've been on a, a few different ones, but that family side of it is super important. Having that 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 platform, you know, in the locker room, and even sometimes it's as simple as like having conversations about like what's going on 
Um, you know, my, my experience is a little bit different working at the Star uh, with it being a, a predominantly uh, a white institution for, for the longest time. But as it has gotten more diverse over time, I just got to, you know, kind of learn from other people and, and their backgrounds. And that, that helps you empathize better. Oh, yeah, man. But uh, like that's, I guess, that, I mean, like that you say that, though, made me think about it. I guess because like uh, I always play sports, so I always never empathize with people and see why they think this way and why they view things that way. So, I mean, that really changed when I got to college. It, I kind of, I mean, it broadened for sure. And I understand things a little bit more different of the strength of that, but I've always been, like, really attentive to why people think a certain type of way and why they feel a certain type of way about certain things. Right. And talking about that that OTF thing, I do got to ask you, what's your favorite Lil Durk song? My favorite Lil Durk song? Oh, it depends. Like, all right, I got two. So it depends, like, the mood I'm in. So, like, one, if I'm with the guys, like, I'm with my teammates, well, not all my teammates. All my teammates don't like Dirk like that, but a lot of them do. My old teammates, though, but, like, me, uh, Moose, you know, uh, Marlon, and I don't know if you, how long you've been here, if you remember, uh, you know, OJ Black. Right, 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 okay. One going my freshman year. Yeah, so it's three, man. You put on Gas and Mud, <laughs> my little Dirk. Bro, we gonna, hey, we, we gonna turn the whole, wherever we at, it don't matter where we at. Man, that's... We gonna start going crazy, man. And we, how we sing the song is like, it's really funny. Like, well, we never, you know, so we never did it on purpose, but how we just started, like, we all just take a part of the song and like one person covering the ad libs, one person covering one 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 word, and the next person covering another word, and it, it's just not your point. You up dancing, so you know, so we we rock out to gas and mud, and then another <laughs> song I like when I'm by myself, you know, say so mostly just headphone music is uh. Uh, Rich Forever with him, uh, Lil Durk and Wise and Lucy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm big on Lucy too. That's my guy. That Signed to the Streets too album. Uh, that's a classic, low key. That oh, Gas yeah, and Mud. Classic. That's a classic. Yeah, that, yeah, that's classic. That's classic. That's funny. I'm glad the Texas State basketball team got a little taste of music because I'll be listening to some oh, yeah, of these dudes yeah. around campus, man. It, it don't be it. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but nah, we go hard, man. We go hard on everything, you know, say all the little kind of underground, but not really underground rappers. You know what I'm saying? It's not mainstream, but they got a little, maybe one or two mainstream songs. Right. Yeah, we we on all that in the locker room. Yeah, we, we, we that's what we do, man. If you need a laugh, who's that go-to teammate? I don't know. We got some weirdly funny guys. Like, we don't have, like, nobody who's just, you know what I'm saying, super funny, but we got, like, a lot of people that's funny in situations. You know, so, like, just, like, some, like we kind of, like, got more, like, goofy teams than, like, funny guys. So, like, uh, I mean, it's a lot of, I mean, everybody got good sense of humor, though. Isaiah, uh, Caleb, Moo, Q, Lonzo, you know, everybody got a pretty good sense of humor. So it's just, it's depending on the situation. But me, Q, and uh, me, Q, Lonzo, we we joke on each other a lot. You know, they they pretty close. So, like, it's like them two versus everybody. And they just like to go joking on everybody. But when they get to me, we, we going to go back and forth all day. And we just be laughing at each other jokes. And we're, one thing about it, if somebody hits you with a good joke, we going to give you credit. You know, we ain't going to act like, you know what I'm saying, that you... Just because it's two against one or one on one on one, we ain't gonna act like it's so corny. We gonna yeah. laugh at each other, and it's all out of love. But we, yeah, we joking. We play yeah. all day though. Oh yeah, that's what it's all about, man. That yeah, we, we, we grew up in the in the. I don't know how yo uh, how you were in high school, but at my lunch table, it was ruthless every day. If you ain't had, if your fit wasn't right or your haircut wasn't right, man, you was getting towed up every day oh, yeah. in the lunchroom. <laughs> oh yeah, I went to school with some funny dudes. 
some real fun, like some dudes that I think could be comedians for real. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Well, I appreciate you for coming on this morning, man. I wish you uh, best of luck for the rest of this season, man. Go finish it up strong. Congratulations on, on uh, the birth of your daughter, man. I know it's going to be, uh, you're going to do a great job. Uh, at that and uh, whatever you you do choose to do uh, down the line, man. So much love and I appreciate you for coming on. All right, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, now. Talk to you. Later. All right.